everybody welcome to another episode of balance and water this is your girl balance and i'm here with my partner water and we're here for another week how are you i'm good how are you doing i'm doing good you know living a dream another great week um i'm just happy everything's all good copacetic so okay. That's you know good. you know the florida class is coming up you doing anything any like brunches or events <laughs> Shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, no, I will not be partaking with the African Americans that are going to be out here. Nope. <laughs> I will not be partaking. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's cool. I'm, I'm really like before I wanted to go to brunch. Now I don't even want to participate at all either. Um. I kind of want to go to the car show, but the traffic is always really bad, and I just hate waiting. I want to just be able to get in, look at the the remade cars from all the dope boys, and then leave. But that's not the way the traffic is set up. So, yeah. I'll be inside. <laughs> or somewhere not near anything that's classic related i get you i feel you um i saw that you went to the erica badu concert how was that why are you minding my business because that is my job i'm sorry it was cool it was was just cool it was good i wanted a little bit more but it was good okay because that i was actually i would have went had i would have known but, like, I don't keep up with who's coming where with any concerts since I'm not a big concert person. But I mm-hmm. love, like, soulful artists. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought it, that would have been extremely dope. You thought? Did you think the set was shorter? Or? Um, no, I just think because Erica and her Ericaness ness <laughs> uh, like, I don't want to say it was bad. It was not bad. It's just that I wish that more songs would have been covered. But, right. you know, she's very um, eclectic and mm-hmm. she draws a lot of stuff out. But a lot of Neo Soul or that genre mm-hmm. do that. You know, they do different renditions when they're live. And so, you know, her songs are already long by itself, usually. Right. So live, it's even longer. There's even more instruments. There's even more <laughs> runs. So I just feel like if she had took some of that shit out, that we could have got some extra songs in. But, you know, other than that, she was Erica, and it was great. She said, take some of that shit out. We didn't need the the extras, but it wouldn't be her if there wasn't extras. So I understand. Like, that's one thing that I love about those type of artists, those neo-soul artists, that the live band and them covering however they cover it. Because... Right. I'm pretty sure none of them are ever the same any of the concerts. They probably have, you know, the way they want the beat to go, the words they're going to sing, but they just go, like you said, they go with the flow, how they're feeling. If they want to draw it out even longer, if they want to talk over the beat, right. they end up doing that. And I think that is, I feel like that's more artistic 
um, mm-hmm. than these newer artists or the mainstream artists who are big into fireworks, dancing on stage with background dancers, and you know. I mean, she definitely had. Um, uh, she definitely had. There was art. It, the set was very artistic, so it's mm-hmm. not like you just standing there just looking at her. Right. Everything made sense. Like she still had. It was just like I said. I wish I would have got some more. Well, is there one song in particular that you thought or that you would have liked her to cover that you didn't hear? Oh no, she she covered. She covered a lot of. She covered songs that that I would have expected her to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, and like people, I knew people were expecting her to sing Tyrone, but I knew that she wasn't gonna sing Tyrone. That was gonna be my next question. <laughs> she absolutely did not, and I'm happy that she didn't. Why? Um, because that song comes from her live album so right. I wouldn't I didn't I know even though it became an actual big song and I didn't expect her to sing that actually at all mm-hmm. and okay. she didn't and I'm happy because <laughs> I mean Tanya was good but it's not like if if that's the only song you like from Erica if that's the song you was waiting to hear you're not a true Erica <laughs> I think it's just because like we said or you just said it came from her live album so everybody's I think because even me if I would have went I would have wanted to hear it in a rendition in person because I know Mm -hmm. we got the live album version but I want to hear her perform it within like in whatever extra she put or whatever other instruments that she may have on stage like I just I don't know like I would I would love to hear I don't know. It would be probably an all night thing if I was ever to go to a concert. I wanted to start at like two and I wanted to, yeah, I want it all. Cause I want, like, it sounds amazing on the album as is. Right. But live with the different instruments, it just gives it a different feel. Like, yeah, I, it does. like I, I, I love cleaning or just relaxing to Neo soul. It just it just does something for me. Um, and Jill Scott is very good with using a lot of instruments and making sure that she's even amazing. Um, I've seen her like three or four times. She's amazing and on live. Really? See, I her voice is amazing and, live. Yeah. See, that's why I have to. I want to go to those type of concerts um, because I'm not big at all. But I just don't follow them enough to actually know when they are performing, but I have to do better. Cause I, that is, those are events that I would go to. Like if I say I'm going to a concert, those are ones that I would pay decent amount of money to see. Yeah. Like I would get up, I would sing, I would be interactive. Yeah. You know, it was, it was very weird too. Cause it was a, it was a weird crowd. What do you mean? weird? Um, <laughs> because she also, her openers were Scarface and Goody Mob. Interesting. So, I kind of understand why those are her openers because they, you know, that whole, like, they kind of have, like, a relationship. You know, that whole, right. she used to be with Andre, the whole South, like, that whole thing. So, but it was just the set, the people, it was, like, two different crowds, but they still were all there for Erica. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, it's very weird because it was, like, there was older people and who were like singing all these Scarface songs and like these old thugs and then but then they were singing on and on I was just so I was confused (laughs) (laughs) Goody Mom and then CeeLo comes it was just it was very weird all together 
but um in the sense of the the collection of people but it was a good show nonetheless right well that's good i'm glad you enjoyed just enjoyed yourself um that is definitely i think probably a bucket list of mine that i want to do um go to one of her concerts so only her huh only her making music like that so i know catch these people that's what i'm saying i gotta catch them while like those type of artists they're really big in the artistry where they don't feel the pressure or to have to go on tour for that money it's like i do this because i love my job i love making music this is an art to me so the extra stuff is just like icing on the cake but i don't have to have it um so I just feel like now I have to make it a point. Those people are usually more grounded in the art than they are the fame. Yeah. So the fame and all of that, 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 that doesn't really, you know, like they, it's not that they don't know that they're famous. Right. And that they don't know, but, and a lot of those people also don't have, their contractual obligations aren't as crazy as other right. um, artists are either. Right, a lot of them don't put up with the shit either. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, you know, you want to put me on a contract, and I don't feel like making an album, then so be it. I just won't make no more music. Right, and then they'll just keep singing the same old songs, and that they'll be right. fine with that. Because Erica don't have nothing new, you know what I'm saying? Right, like <laughs> at all, not right now. So she literally did a whole show on old music. Right. And I think that's just because of who she is as an artist, you know, because now she's into this, like, what is it? The pussy scent candles that she's created or and incense. And her, and her candles are, she says it smells like her vagina. <laughs> I wouldn't purchase one. I mean, I like, I like you, Erica, but I, I'm not I buying mean, that. If it's based on what they had burning, it didn't smell bad. <laughs> It's not the principle of it smelling bad. It's just the fact that I'm not lighting a candle that is supposedly smells like that. And no one's coming in my house saying, what's that smell? Oh, Erica's vagina. No, absolutely okay, not. I mean, if you say it like that, I guess. Yeah, because, you know, I love. OK, so I love mahogany teak wood from uh, Bath and Body Works. Those yeah, are the body works. Those are the, the that's the only scent that I would buy. You as want far your as house candles, to smell like a man all the time. I just I love those stronger scents. That's just my guilty thing. That's fine, I'm just saying. I mean, no, you didn't have to say it like that. But but that's what mahogany teak wood smells like. It smells it, like a man. It just so. sm- it just it smells strong. That's what I like to use. So, <laughs> so, so I always buy those bigger candles. So a lot of times when people come, like I usually light my candles at least once a day, whether it's in the mornings, whether it's like around noonish, or whether it's at before I go to bed at night. So a lot of times when I leave and come back, I can still smell it because I use mm-hmm. it. And and people ask me what am, what do I have as far as my candle? What's that smell? You know, I tell them mahogany teak wood. I don't think that's gonna sit well with it come out of my mouth of it being Erica's vagina. That's just, I, I, I don't even feel comfortable saying it. Okay. I get it. But that bitch sold out though. So <laughs> plenty of people out here who had no problem saying that's Erica Badu's vagina. Right. I think they wanted to buy it to see if it really was like the scent of a vagina. Because it's intriguing. Like I probably would have bought it too just to, to see. Mm-mm. But I'm not like not like that. I'll just put it up. Well, if you, what if you get and you really like it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to feel about that. Like, how do I tell someone that I really like it? 
<laughs> Does that like make me kind of like gay at that point? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to find out. I'm okay. But that's good. That's dope. I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. Um, so let's get into the topic for this week. Um, so I kind of wanted to discuss um, about women um, and holding ourselves accountable for our decisions. Um, sometimes the actions that happen to us um, and forgiving ourselves for anything that we may go through. Um, and this topic, it kind of stemmed from what happened today um, or last night between Danny Lee, the artist, and the baby. I actually had another topic, but everything that transpired today, it just caused me to redirect um, the discussion for this week. Um, and I know if many of you do not understand or know the situation or what has transpired within the last 24 hours, pretty much the artist, the rapper, the baby who just got over this situation of making, you know, inaccurate gay slurs. Um, he has a child with another artist named Danny Lee. Um, the child I think is three months old. So I don't know what led up to this, but apparently they were in the same condo with each other last night. He decided to go live. Um, and, pretty much insult her, kick her out, just a whole lot of embarrassment. Um, if you want to see more, go to the shade room. It's all there. Um, a lot of individuals are upset with the baby, which I feel a certain type of way about him as I did before anyways, but I really feel like she plays a role in this situation. Um, I feel like she has to hold herself accountable for everything that's kind of transpiring um, for the actions that's all playing out in front of the world um, and the decision to be with him. And the reason why I say that is because um, this is not the first time that the rapper, the baby has done embarrassing things or things that are not, um, respectable for a man. Um, this is kind of who he has been. He's always done, been like that rebel, but just like an, I don't give a fuck type of rebel where I'm going to do what I want to do. I want to, I'm going to say what I want to say, and it's just going to be what it's going to be. Um, and she did kind of taunt his first baby mother, the one that was with him before he got famous all the way up until he got famous and got money you know, she made songs about him wanting a light-skinned girl. Um, she pretty much laughed at the first baby mama because she went through situations with the baby publicly as well. Um, so it's almost like she knew who this person was, but she didn't think that it would happen or could happen to her. So what are your thoughts on us as women holding ourselves accountable? Um, do you think we need to do more of it? Or do we need to continue, or is it okay for us to continue to place the blame on others when their actions are displayed publicly? That's a very loaded question. Um, I don't feel, there's there's a difference between holding yourself accountable mm-hmm. and, and taking blame for somebody's fuckery. I don't believe that 
because of what he did yesterday, and and I refuse to watch or be concerned about whatever that little boy is doing. Mm-hmm. I don't care. But whatever it was that was said and done to her on live has nothing to do with her taking accountability. That should mm-hmm. not be placed on her. <clears throat> do is he an asshole? Does he do whatever? Yeah, that's fine. But I feel like when things are taken to certain levels, we have a tendency of just saying like, "Well, that's how he is, and she shouldn't. She shouldn't have been with him." Like, don't give me that because everybody's been in situations with people or in relationships, and how the individual acts with you at home, and whatever bond you guys built, you had a you know mm-hmm. conceived a whole child. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, when you're in that headspace with somebody, you're not going to think that, you you tend not to want to believe that he's going to do that to you. Right. And if you feel like, oh, we're in a better space than what your baby mama was and whatever, once again, you're not going to believe or you don't want to believe that it's going to be done to you. Mm-hmm. And nor should. Now, if it happens, it, you don't, I don't think we get to, to, to say, like, Oh well, she should have known better because he did that to the last person, and he like. But that does not excuse the behavior. Absolutely, I totally agree. Like I would. So her accountability at this point is okay. <clears throat> after okay, now that I know that he is willing to embarrass me or call the police on me, whatever happened with our child being on screen or whatever mm-hmm. okay so for moving forward i need i now know who this person is and what his feelings are for me mm-hmm. i think it just for me because it, it got worse um as everything transpired i guess they put out everything um and when she said that he wasn't there for the pregnancy it was just like well why would you put yourself in that situation now part of me does feel like she's already in it She's pregnant. That's not putting your, you in the situation. Right, right. You're you're in it, but why would you continue to be around this person as far as a living arrangement? Now she has money, so she can have. She had bought her own mansion in whatever country or island that she's from, so that's not the issue. But she chooses to continue to take him back after the disrespect. I think this is the first time that it's ever been this bad in this public, but it's been a continuous thing. Um, and where. For me, my personal opinion, I think the accountability has to come into play is that she has accepted the role of being there at his convenience. Um, He will buy things publicly, you know, celebrities, they'll post things materialistic and they, a lot of people attach that to being love or a strong like. Um, and that was a lot of her defense, like, oh, I'm a side chick, or that's what you allege that I am, but you bought me a car, you bought me jewelry, you bought me this. And I'm like, money doesn't mean a person wants you and respects you. Yeah, but but that's also to to say, <clears throat> don't sit here and try to play, which is what right. I feel like he is doing. That's what you try to do. Don't sit here and try to play me. Don't sit here and try to diss me in front of people. Because at the end of the day, you don't do this for side chicks. And that's the damn truth. If I'm a side chick, you're not doing all this extra stuff that was happening. 
Right. And I, and I totally agree with her, but it's like, even when they were quote unquote together while she was pregnant, before she was pregnant, it always came out that he was back messing with the mother of his child, the one he was with the longest. And for me, that was the first step. Like this is, this whole situation is toxic. He's telling me one thing, but he's constantly doing something else. His actions showed who he was and what he did or did not care about. And I just don't think that he ever showed that she was a priority, maybe behind closed doors, but it's almost like, you know, they're proud of you behind closed doors. But when they get in public, it's like walk a mile behind me. So people don't know we're together. Yeah, and, and that could that could actually be a thing. Yes. And, and and that's what's playing out. That's what's playing around. And for me personally, um, I know she mentioned about him, about her meeting his family. And the first thing I thought about, I was like, well, most niggas, they'll introduce anybody to their mom and anybody else. They, people just go with the flow. I've seen it a t- time and time again, especially with black folks. Nobody's saying, oh, who is this? Or this is the main chick. No, they'll go with whoever he, bl- whoever he brings to the get together or the picnic, whoever's the, the woman of the month. So for me, it was yeah, but maybe for her, that's not what that is. You know, maybe she doesn't bring or people don't bring right. people around in her family. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it, it, it's a difficult situation. Um, it, but it really isn't. I feel like it is because it's like he fed her this story. He showed these glimpses of a future, but I don't think he ever had any intentions of. Right. So why does she have to hold accountability for what is she holding accountability for? She's holding accountability for allowing this to go on as long as it did. Because he's had signs of disrespect. This this is why but I say she understand she was pregnant. You do no, understand bef- that before that before the baby. So they they've been like an item off and on or whatever people want to call it for about two or three years now. Okay. So his instances of the disrespect was way before she got pregnant. Okay. So when someone continues to but disrespect disrespect to to who because was she feeling like it was disrespect yeah for her to bring it up now and the instances that they had before in different blogs but for the instances that she's bringing up now that happened prior to everything it's like how can you bring it up as a defense when you continue to deal with it every time he wanted to come back and that's why i say she was i guess in love to the point where she allowed herself to be there at his convenience. And I think for me personally, I just feel like that's where the disrespect came into play. He never made her a priority and she never put down or forced him to make her a priority for him to make a decision. It was just whenever he comes around, we're together. When he went away, she'd be upset, but it is what it is. So anything he wanted, he got it when he wanted it. When he didn't want it, he'll do whatever he felt like doing without ever having to worry about her and that's why it's like I hurt for her I really do I hate that she's going through this situation because it truly is embarrassing and you know it's hard to watch it all play out honestly um especially with the little girl that will grow up seeing and probably reading about her dad disrespecting her mother in this manner in front of everyone not just in front of a group of people at home but the world 
So this is like the icing on the cake. And so that's where the accountability comes into play. Like, yeah, you don't have any control over his actions for this situation. What he did was completely disrespectful, showed as much as he was a fuck boy, but he's done these things to you before, just not to this magnitude. Right, but that's how it goes sometimes. Sometimes people have to see it in that magnitude. Sometimes the little signs is not enough for people. And honestly, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> you know, like how when... many times? I mean, that's 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 everybody. That ain't even right. Celebrity and not little things. It's there's a whole bunch of little things that build up, and then where everybody else is like, well, how much more does he have to do? He done did this, 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 and this. Right. And the person, that wasn't enough for them. And it takes one thing. Sometimes it could be a big thing or it could just be a little thing. It would be that right. that's the last straw. Right. Yeah. I... The only difference is, I mean, she she is still, one, going through all types of hormonal stuff right. because she just had a baby. Right. So... There's going to be more back and forth with him. Yep. He's going to probably use the baby as, oh, we know we need to stay together for the child. And right. Do the, no, I want my baby around. I want my daughter around, so please stay. Oh, there's going to be all this back and forth. But right. eventually, when them hormones settle, she'll realize, and then it'll be done. Right. I agree. And on top of that, she's probably young. I don't, I don't yeah. know anything about this girl, so... Yeah, I she's think she's young. young too, so she's learning all of those lessons. Right, and at that's the same time. and that's where I say she, you know, once she gets past this hurdle, um, the forgiving portion of ourselves. So, you know, even though I got this topic based upon this situation, this is all just it's honestly directed for a lot of women that deal with different things, not just this type of situation, but us seeing signs as we just discussed and us not taking heed to the many times that we see those smaller signs. Um, and then having to learn from it once it gets so bad to where we're just so damaged that we have to let it go and we're forced to let it go and then trying to rebuild ourselves and forgive ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's just like, I do feel like we as women have to outside of this actual specific discussion we have to take some accountability for some of the actions that happen to us maybe not the manner that they're you know that that they happen but a lot of times we allow people to treat us a certain type of way whether it's because we love them um because we look up to them or whatever the case may be but a lot of times we allow things to happen that don't make us feel good We'll tolerate things that don't make us feel good, that we know is not for the betterment of us. And a lot of times we say that, you know, it'll get better. They'll come mm-hmm. around and change. Yeah, because we're holding on to the hope. I've said this many times. That's what women hold on to. Hope, hope will have you in a situation longer than needed. Hope mm-hmm. will have you waiting around for something to change that's not going to change. Mm -hmm. And there's no problem, there's not a problem with having hope because it it could change, people could possibly come around, Mm -hmm. but you have to be able to know when to stop holding on to that and when it is time to move on. Right. And I think everybody is different. Right. And I think every situation is different too, especially with friendships. Like, 
A lot of us, we may have a friendship that has lasted a long time, like a number of years. And then it comes into play where, you know, situations have transpired where this person has been like a backstabber or, you know, have said something about us and we may forgive them or say we quote unquote forgive them and go back to hanging out and having, you know, coffee dates and stuff like that. And then when something drastic happens, it's like, dang, I really thought that they were going to change. Mm-hmm. And so it puts you in a, in a, in between a rock and a hard place as to when figuring out or realizing when to keep working on something and keep that hope and letting it go. Because we, we never want to let something go too soon. We don't want to give people the least amount of chances. Um, why? I don't know why people don't. Me, I'm one of those individuals where I'll cut anybody off at the drop of a dime. I don't give many chances. And sometimes I think that maybe people really do make mistakes and they can change from it. But I think that, or just my standard for certain individuals, whether it's a friend or a boyfriend or whatever, it's like, if you respect me and love me enough or like me enough, certain things wouldn't happen. Whatever the situation may be, the level of whatever it is, it would not happen if I meant something to you. If the relationship or bond that we had meant something to you. Excellent. So it's like when things happen, when I'm disrespected once, I really, I don't take too kindly to it. Because nobody should. Right. Like I, I, it's hard for me to overlook it. It's hard for me to say, I actually forgive you. That's a hard thing for me to say is that I forgive someone. Like, because I, it's not that I, I won't get past it because I will, but it's like every time I see that individual, it's a reminder of the disrespect then you're not past it exactly so that's why i say it's difficult for me to say i forgive you because it's like i just don't even want to deal with you you can say you apologize and i can say okay i understand but we can never go back to what anything was we can't re we can't build from where we were or where we are now mm-hmm. because just as quickly as you did it before what can trigger you to do it again and that's where that i don't have much hope like i'm you're hopeless yeah i'm I'm a hopeless and i'm i'm honest enough to say that i'm a hopeless person where like and i guess it comes from me being the person that i am and i know that i won't disrespect the person until i'm ready for it to be over Mm -hmm. so once i disrespect you that's the end and i've already prepared myself for it so i'm not trying to apologize for anything right and i guess i hold people to that standard that i have um, and, and that's where it's like, it's a gift and a curse because people do make mistakes. I don't make those type of mistakes with individuals, but people do. People do, but people do make mistakes. Yes. And it's up to the the person on the opposite end, the receiver mm-hmm. uh, of how much, how many mistakes do you allow? Right. And in a sense, kind of categorizing, like, which ones were more important. Mm-hmm. Because where, where somebody, if somebody calls me out my name to somebody, that may be crazy, right? Like, oh, mm-hmm. my God, how could he say something like that to you? 
Mm-hmm. And for me, it may not be anything. And that could be based upon what I've dealt with in the past. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to tell somebody that, oh, why would you let him disrespect you like that? Because that person has to feel that. Right. If that if that didn't feel like disrespect to them, then then you making the argument of, or oh, you have to leave or oh, you need to let this person go, it's not going to work. Right. They have to feel that. And a lot of times they don't because of whatever they went through prior. He may not be as bad as the last dude that she was with. Mm-hmm. So this doesn't seem that bad to her. Right. Really and truly, if it wasn't for them being live and everybody else having a reaction, this may not have been much of anything to her. Because mm-hmm. real and true, in the little bits of clips that I did see, she was talking right back. Like, this is normal banter between them. Mm-hmm. This is normal behavior. So probably because, based upon everybody else's reaction, like, oh, he a fuck nigga. How would you let... Why is he talking to her like that? I feel sorry for her, all these things. It's probably when it kind of really hit her, like, yo, this this really may be some toxic shit that I don't need to be in. <laughs> You know, you understand what I'm saying? If it wasn't on, you don't put these I, people I mean, in my I don't business. Know how much of they be on live or whatever? Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is like their stuff is this that public where everybody's no it's, interaction. It's, okay, they're so, never on okay, live so together. In the past then, it wasn't enough, right? But in public, everybody speaking, <laughs> everybody reacting, everybody saying like, "Bitch." <laughs> Um, now it done clicked in her head but just think if it wasn't she Mm would have sat there had her interaction with him yesterday whatever would have happened and tomorrow they would have been eating french toast in the morning while she breastfed (laughs) it's i mean that's what you just like you know what you gotta let people go through their course by themselves sometimes we want to help and we want people to see the light and get them to understand Sometimes it, that's not your duty. Because mm-hmm. they just, they would have been eating French toast tomorrow, bro. And having like, mimosas. She would have had one Bellini. Because you can have maybe. one while you're breastfeeding, but you can't have two. <laughs> and they would have they had some fruit I on mean, the side. I you know. <laughs> My friends that, have, you know, have had babies, they're so anxious to get back to brunch. So they always <laughs> say, I can have one. Get unlimited, and I can have one of yours. And I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> You're over there contributing to the foolishness with the, but hey, whatever. So yeah, yeah. I mean, she this this stuff is just so draining for for people I don't even care about. Right. Then it's- and hopefully she got some decent people in her corner that will talk to her. Yeah, she'll need more of that. Now, when it comes to us as women, just in general, how do you, I know we've all been through stuff. How do you forgive yourself? Do you just say, I'm moving forward. It is what it is. Like, Why am I forgiving myself? Why ain't doing that? We've all made decisions, like for holding ourselves accountable for things that we made, decisions we may make with individuals or people that we keep in our lives longer than what we should. 
we have to forgive ourselves instead of continuously blaming them and blaming ourselves like, damn, I really allowed this person to hurt me this way. Damn, I really allowed them to say these things about me and get away with it. I feel like the first step in moving forward and starting that healing process or getting over whatever the situation is, is forgiving yourself. And for me personally, I start, I start forgiving myself because we all, as much as people like to say, we do not contribute to anything that happens to us. We all play a small portion, a small portion in anything that happens to us in life. We all play a small portion. And how others treat us. Sometimes a big portion. Yeah, maybe bigger, but we play at least a small one. So anyone that says, oh, that person did this to me, I didn't do nothing. You did, you played some role in it to a certain extent, some more than others. You may contribute 80% out of the hundred to the situation and why this person is disrespecting you. Um, And it could be a sense of, for example, you know, a person continuously walking over you and disrespecting you in public well you you never check them in public or put them to the side you try to have a discussion and be understanding behind closed doors and i've always learned that the apology and the addressing of things has to be as loud as the disrespect so if it's done in public you address it in public. Well, it also depends on what. I don't give a fuck what, what that it person is. Person wants. Yeah. Like for me, I don't need you to put on no apology in public. I need you to change your actions, and I need to be able to see that without right. you having to do in, some big old hoopla. I don't. I don't need in, that. In I don't need you sending flowers right. to my job <laughs> and doing. I don't need all of that. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like we have to hold them accountable in public. Like, like I just said, I'm a hopeless person. I'm not doing much forgiving, but don't think that you're going to get away with these little jokes or whatever that you're making in public. But I'm going to go behind closed doors and say, Hey, you know, I just don't really feel okay with how you treated me out there. And they turn around and do the same thing again next weekend in public. And you pull them to the side again or behind closed doors. Like, Hey, what happened last week? girl fuck you we gonna do this in front of everybody since your joke since everybody's hee hee and ha ha and this is so funny to you this disrespect we're gonna address this in front of everybody now granted not all conversations or situations allowing people to get away with things that hurt you at least once it gives them that power to continue to do it because they know whatever you do or whatever you say to them they ain't gonna be no real repercussions right Absolutely, and, and that's where that contribution comes into play most times with that person where we contribute to it yeah I, I mean I agree with that you know what I'm saying and so, yeah, my, my whole thing like when people come to me and they're telling me about you know whatever somebody did or how, and, I'm, and my first question is have you had that conversation with them do they know that Right? are they aware that that's what they've done and that's how you feel because you could talk to me all day, but I'm not the one that got to change the mm-hmm. other person is, or the person who needs to at least acknowledge or recognize mm-hmm. what they've done. And a lot of times that's not happening. Right. So it's a passive conversation instead of just being direct. You know, I don't know if it's out of fear or 
you know, I, I don't want to lose this person. So I'm just going to kind of tiptoe around certain things or, mm-hmm. or, or he was drunk and that's what happens when he gets right. drunk. Right. If he's drunk five days out of the week, you're going <laughs> to keep letting him, you know what I'm saying? Right, so right. now you're going to know, oh, he gets drunk starting Thursday night to Sunday. So now he's going to be an asshole for four days <laughs> out of the seven. Who, who, who is this? So you only get good days Monday. So... <laughs> You know, people, we make excuses. Right. Um, instead of just addressing and, and being firm and stern in what you say. Like, right. Well, I don't like that. So, listen, I, I'm not going to, you're not going to see me Thursday through Sunday because I'm going to be with somebody else who don't get drunk and act like an asshole. Right. And and that's, and that's exactly what I mean. That's a perfect example. You know, not, and trust me, all these situations are not just geared towards actual relationships with a man and woman or a woman and woman, no, whatever. Period. People, just period. people in general. Um, mm-hmm. so we have to work on forgiving ourselves for whatever we contributed into whatever we, whatever happened to us, whatever decision we decide to make, whatever actions took place towards us or at us, we have to learn to forgive ourselves. And I think with forgiving ourselves, that's what makes you stronger moving forward in any other relationship. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't believe in, you know, allowing different things from different situations and actions from other people to roll over into a new relationship or another friendship because you were hurt in that last one. Um, so in order for you to see who a person really is outside of another situation that happened or a past situation, you have to forgive yourself for that particular situation. You got to say, you know what? That's my bad. You know, it's not even having that conversation with the other party, but with yourself. Look yourself. Look at look at yourself in the mirror. And say, you know what? I did play a role. I did and allow this to continue to happen because I was being too nice. That's hard for people. The ego, the right. ego, will not allow you to do that a lot of times. So it continues to allow you to place the blame. Mm-hmm. The ego and the, and the people around you. Right. But if you, but you know that if you don't forgive yourself, it's going to continue to happen with different people. Yeah. But the forgiving yourself is then is also telling yourself that you did something wrong and who wants to tell themselves that they did something wrong. That is true. Nobody, nobody wants to believe that, especially when it's something like big, right? If it's some little shit, fine. Maybe in an argument, well, I did say something that I know is a trigger and he went off, whatever. But when it's big stuff, it's so much easier. It just plays it all plays a part in the whole story, right? So, but it's it's hard. But yeah, I mean, it, I wouldn't necessarily say forgiving yourself. Just allow everything to be a lesson. Mm-hmm. Allow yourself to learn the lesson. But but don't in order for you to allow yourself to learn the lesson, you have to come to terms with what the real lesson is. Because I'm pretty much trying to get it that you can't just keep pointing a finger. Because even if it happened in this situation, it'll happen again the next one until you realize what you're doing. Now, every situation yeah, may not that, be the same. That, why are you saying that you're telling me that I am doing things in all of my situations to create mm-hmm. somebody to treat me a certain way? You and are. that's not necessarily the case. You are, though. But no, you're it not. May, it may not be the same, but you are. It may be different from person to person. No, but it's that's that's not fair. I think it's definitely fair. You it, whether you're getting beat twenty four seven, whether you're constantly with a drunk person 
are getting dating a drunk person. That, or that's not fair because people have that. Then I'm the I'm the reason why I'm in this abusive relationship. No, that's not what I'm saying. You know, I'm a hopeless person. Where like I would be, in, we would both be in jail for domestic violence for that situation. Yeah, but what I'm saying is not built that way. Right. That's why I say I'm not talking about. Each situation is different. So if you're with a person, just my personal opinion, if it's a situation of domestic violence and you are, you know, in an abusive situation and it's because a lot of times with domestic violence, no, 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 no. Emotional and verbal abuse is way harder to deal with than somebody beating your ass. Bruises go away. Black eyes go away. Words Stick. I feel Words like stick from childhood. Yes, that's that's way harder and way worse, and you're more susceptible to staying in that longer than the physical. I think the fit for me personally. I think the physical is harder to break just because of the physicality and the actual fear. Because a lot of times with the whole domestic violence, like actual physical, there is a certain type of fear. Now I do fear happens to women who are even who are never touched and are controlled. The fear is still the same, but I feel like it's a different level when it comes to actually being beat versus, I mean, I totally agree that mental, emotional and all that abuse, but in the world of psych is not, I would take a physically abused patient over a mentally abused patient any day. And why why do you say that? It's easier to get through to somebody who is physically being beat. She can see what has been done to her. <laughs> no, I, I don't say that joking. For real, for real. She can see. When you're talking to her, and you be like, look at your face. Right. Look at the bruises. Look at what he is physically doing to you. Uh-huh. Somebody who's been and and when you see, you have something you know to to physically. You can she can relate to it. She can see it. She can understand it. When you have somebody who's been controlled and verbally every day being put down, put down. You can't show them words. I can't mm-hmm. tape words on them to show them. I can't get them to understand that when he says this thing that is him belittling any little bit of self-esteem that you have he is you know pretty much mind fucking you he has you so messed up in your own mind that you're believing the thing you that is hard to undo it's hard to undo as a child if you grow up as a child and every day your parents are telling you you're dumb you're stupid you're not gonna be nothing Mm -hmm. how do you how do you unparent that out of a child from years it's the same thing with a woman in, in an abuse a, a verbally abusive or emotionally abusive relationship it's the same thing but it's it's easier when she sees like oh my god he really broke my jaw right i got i got stitches i got my teeth knocked out now i gotta go get veneers because i ain't got no te- you know that right but I, feel, but I feel like with the physical abuse, because there's a certain fear, what I've heard a lot of the times um, is that, you know, he's always going to find me or he's going to he's going to hurt my kids. He's going to take my kids away. And so a lot of times they end up staying in those situations because of but it's the uh, words. 
it's the right. words more than the beating. But they actually come through with it. Like whenever a woman or the ones that I've spoken to, whenever they've tried to get away, they've found them. When they've tried to get help, they've gone to great lengths mm-hmm. to get them back. They've taken the kids. So it's always something that they hold but over what their do head. they That's... come back with? They don't come back. The man doesn't come back with physical... Um, he doesn't come back beating you. Right. He comes back. You know I love you, baby. You know I love you. Here, look at what I do for you, baby. Look, you know he comes back with words. Right. In order to get to beating you again. Right. But so, he, but a lot of the physicality, I think, it actually comes through what he said when he said, "I'm gonna break your jaw if you don't get back in this house and shut your mouth." She say one word, he breaks her jaw, and so with physicality, it's like. Whatever they say they're going to do, they've actually done or proven that they will do. So it's that fear of, I know he means business when he says what he's going to do. When he says he's going to shoot me, he shot me before. So I know he's going to shoot me to kill me if I do this again. With verbal, I definitely agree that that is is worse because it lasts longer. With the mental, because you're constantly reliving things that are being said. And so you're trying to change the mental of thinking positively and highly of yourself when you've been hearing this for years or these words that have, t- have torn you down. Mm-hmm. Not, so it's, it's like, it's two different spectrums, but I totally understand exactly where you're saying. And that's why I say it's like, yeah, it's not your fault that he was beating you, but did he show signs prior? Did you feel the need to, you know, every situation is different. I can't stress that enough. So I can't say for sure this is always the case in these situations. But there's always a small fraction that we contributed to it. To whatever that happens to us. And I think that comes into with actually getting help and counseling with forgiving ourselves. Because you, even when you go to get counseling, you have to realize that you may need help. You have to come to terms with that first. And I think that's the same thing with forgiving yourself. You have to realize that there is a portion of me that allowed this to happen or it's a portion of me that contributed to the actions or there's a portion of me that enabled the situation. That's the first step to forgiving yourself and being able to healthily move forward in whatever area that you want to move forward in. All of them are bad. Every last one of them are terrible. Yes, we can't control how anyone treats us. We can only control our actions after they treated us a certain type of way that didn't make us feel good. Right. So that 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 was my that was my only point. But I, I did like this discussion um, about accountability and everything. Um, I just think that we as women need to have the discussions more often. Um, about ourselves and stop, you know, worrying about how others need to fix themselves, how others need to fix, you know, or change these things about them, how other people have red flags or whatever the case may be. We need to do more looking at ourselves and how we can be better individuals in all walks of life. How can we be a better woman than we were yesterday? How can we change our mental... These men need to do the same thing too then. Oh yeah, I I totally agree. I totally agree. Matter of fact, we can talk about them next week. (laughs) I ain't talking about them (laughs) niggas. 
they get no play. But yeah, like I just I don't know. It, I just want us to put ourselves in a better position. Put ourselves first. Um, and the only way we as women can grow and be the woman that we intend to be is by looking at ourselves from the inside out. Nobody's yeah. nobody's going to fix us, heal us, um, help us to grow until we've dealt with ourselves first. And I think that'll lower the ability for people to treat us any type of way in what we're seeing in the world today. Because um, we it's, it's crazy to say, but the disrespect towards African-American women or women in general is really high. And I think... Yeah. And I think it starts. But it has been. Yeah, it has been. I think now it's just more shown because of social media, phones, cameras, all that other stuff where, you know, you can always record anything. But it's just sad to see that a lot of these situations are, we're manipulated, I feel like, because we haven't taken care of ourselves internally first. People are easily able to talk a good game to us to get us in a position of vulnerability before they treat us any type of way. So. Everybody fucked up, yeah. That's all it comes That is true. Um, but anywho. Where can they find us? You guys can find us on SoundCloud if you're listening. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. If you do have an iPhone, download where you already have the Apple Podcast app. Go ahead and subscribe. Every time we upload an episode, it'll send you a notification. Um, We are on Spotify. We're on Google Play. We're on Amazon Podcast as well. Um, If you want to find us on Instagram, we are at Balancing Water. Both of our personal. We every goddamn where. We are. Just just look for us. We'll be on YouTube soon. Just give us a minute. We're working on it. Oh, yeah. We're for the streets. <laughs> we are, though. No, I'm not for the streets. <laughs> but tell a friend to tell a friend. Take a listen. Let us know what you think. Um, you have anything else that you want to say to the people? No, be good to yourself. All right, be good. Have a prosperous week and be great, everybody. Bye. Bye.